This is the Death of a Dream podcast with your host, Hannah Nuss. Welcome. I realize that this is supposed to be my mentors part two series where I'm going to cover all those mentors, but I've kind of have this recurring thought um, the last couple of days. So, or no, just over the last day. So, true to the mission of this podcast and the ongoing mission of me overcoming the death of my own dream, I'm going to go ahead and share that with you because it's here and it's real. Uh, so I've been fighting back imposter syndrome like crazy or like this crazy thought which I talk to people all the time, more than I even like to think about, um, about like, no, you just like, this is how it works. You just start doing something. And when you just start doing that, you slowly, and I talk about this all the time. It just, you start to find your way there, but you can't if you never get started. And I think the hardest part about that is, yes, you will. The world will start to unfold, but it's not going to be traditionally successful the way that we're used to feeling. So even even with Instagram and even with social media and the beauty around that, you're still not going to have likes and shares and follows and all the things that you need to feel in quotes, in air quotes here, to feel the value, air quoting value. Um, So that's hard. And especially when you're setting up entire businesses or business plans around that idea, like around your social media following, around your... um, likes and comments and shares and the hard part is not stopping when that stuff isn't there and the biggest problem is that like one day you're gonna get 12 likes and you're gonna be on top of the world and the next three days you could get zero and not exist at all and so those moments you know those are the hard moments to recover from because you can't where you go in that place is what's important. So you, you will be derailed and, and algorithms and all the things that are out there, you, you might as well not spend your time trying to beat them. Um, trust I've been invited to the groups that are trying and, what I found is even in trying to beat them, you're going to spend so much time and energy just doing that, that you're going to get burnt out before you even get started. Um, and does it relate back to your authentic goal? Um, does it give energy towards what you're trying to do? What gives you energy, right? And I was in one of these groups and we're all on board. We're going to beat the algorithm because we're just going to go like and, and 
and comment and do the things. And what I found was I was spending so much time and not really commenting or liking any content that made sense for me that I maybe even enjoyed. Um, and I, I would spend hours of time trying to stay caught up on liking. So then people would come over and like mine because it did make a difference. I mean, it did definitely get my page more likes and more views, but there's a bigger chance that the audience that those people are connecting me to don't connect to me because I don't connect to their material, right? And, and it's so much easier. It is. It's so much easier to sign up for that quick fix. It's so much easier to just show up and get rich quick and do exactly what's outlined for your life. It absolutely is. But if you want what you truly want, the most honest version of that probably looks like something that doesn't have a path already. Or that definitely has a path. You just maybe don't see it right in front of you. Right? Definitely people are doing what you want to do. And maybe that's damning you more than the latter. But um, what are you going after? Truly? Who are you? What are you trying to do? And when you're vibing with that, the likes and the follows don't really hurt you. I think what hurts is that there are people out there who could be supporting you that don't and won't until you find a common level of success. Does that make sense? Right? They're like, so I do a lot of marketing classes because guess what? That's what I went to school for and that's what my nine to five is in marketing, which should amaze you because you're probably like, she should probably market this show better. <laughs> I'm getting there. Chill, bro. I know. <laughs> but so I watch a lot of marketing just to grow and learn more in my profession. And, you know, as marketers, we know that we have early adopters and followers and late adopters and however they eloquently describe it, which I'm not doing right now. Um, but your your early adopters or your early sign-ons, those are people who, who are going <laughs> to sign up for all things and would take a risk even if they don't know if it'll be successful or not. And I am here and on board for that with Google. I actually do all of my, this is not an ad, but trust Google. When you listen to this, you make sense to me. We should hook up. This is a good thing. So I um, wanted to buy a new MacBook because I was raised on MacBooks and or Macs. I went to graphic design school and um, I was just raised on Macs. And so my Mac wasn't able to do 
podcasting and all the things. And I um, really wanted a new one. Well, I didn't have money. Go figure. Um, I probably did. I probably could have figured it out. But I kind of wanted to try something new. And I definitely wanted something that was cool and small, but not small and uncapable. And I did some research and I found a Google Pixel book, not a Google Slate, a Google Pixel book. And I liked that it was a full size a smaller laptop, but the the keyboard still felt full size. So like if I'm taking this thing out to go and we're sitting out, you know, in my vision, I'm sitting outside in a big armchair and I'm just typing as the leaves are falling on me and it's a beautiful day and I'm just like writing. I don't even know what I'm writing about, but in my vision, right? And so I... I'm an early adopter to Google and I'm like, you know, I like Apple, but it just doesn't feel like they're giving me anything new. Like, and now <laughs> Apple's so trendy. Everybody's got a MacBook. I've In college, it was still very much a designer artist laptop and it was still kind of a a piece that not many people had and it really signified that you were a creative. And I liked, I always love things that kind of pre-assign me that make people make a decision about me before um, they even know me. I don't know why. I love it. Like I actually drive a Prius for that very reason. Like whether you want to or not, instantly based on the vehicle I drive, you have opinions about who I am. Like you see me in that car, there are instant things that come into your head that I must be. I've heard them. I I hear them all the time. Oh, oh, you drive a Prius. Oh, okay. I thought you, oh, I've just figured you must be a vegan. Oh, you drive a Prius. Oh, you must be a liberal. Oh, you drive a Prius. You must really love the plant. Like the things that people think they know about me just based on that one decision. It's so amazing. So Early on, MacBooks used to signify that about you, that you must be creative, you must be, you know, this thing that other people aren't. So that was so cool to me. But when I went searching for a new laptop, it kind of just felt like Macs fell into this general cause. Like everyone's got one now. It's not really a key piece to you being something different. Everybody kind of is a MacBook person now. So that kind of caused me to look into other options. I don't typically like doing the norm or what everybody else is doing because that kind of scares me. Because um, typically, and this is how, this is my current relationship with Apple, that means that you kind of stop trying. E I don't want to offend anybody, but Apple for me stopped trying to do stuff different just because they're kind of baking on everybody just loving who they are, right? So as a early adopter myself, I start looking for the new and the different 
and something that's going to give me a new experience because I know what to expect from Mac and Apple and it's fine. It's great, but it's not giving me a new experience. And my current laptop, really the only reason that I couldn't use it is because it would die so quickly. And so I'm talking about wanting to blog and write in remote places, not like the Amazon or anything, but like in coffee shops, in my backyard on the patio. Um, And you can't do that with a laptop that dies, which trust, it's like 12 years old. Sister, it deserves to die. You're okay, MacBook. You're okay. You just need to be plugged into the wall. And I can't do that. Um, And MacBooks really are just too much of a status symbol now. Like everybody has an iPhone and everybody has a MacBook. And back when it signified something to have that, you know, it made you different. You... You wanted that. Now everybody's got it. And I'm like, not here for that. Which it's funny because it just flashed into my head that <laughs> I, when I went to college, I remember wanting to deny that creative side. Like, no, I'm a business person. This is the only way that you make money. Creatives don't make money and I need to be successful and success looks like money and I'm not willing to go down that path. And I remember denying that side so much that I bought a Dell and it didn't fit. It never has. I love business because it's so cool, but man, when I have to give up on that creative, the excitement that comes with creating something, it sucks. Right. And and creative business just looks different because it has to. You know, like I can't stick creatives into cubicles and expect them to think differently than the rest of your business. That's crazy. Right. Creatives vibe off of one another. Creatives. I can't even explain it. But you can't fight it. I can't just throw a Dell laptop in front of me and not think that it's going to come back. It came back wild and free, sister. I went through about a semester and I was like, oh, yeah, so I get this business thing. uh, But man, I miss that creative side. So like flip to ding, 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 girl, get a MacBook. Hello, you're instantly a creative. And people start assuming things about you just based on that decision alone. And so it was hard for me to not go and buy that MacBook, but I almost couldn't because it was kind of what everyone else was doing. So I start looking into what other options are. I'm struggling because I had such a bad experience with my Dell 12 years ago, but I'm like, I need something different. This isn't getting me what I want. And is the price tag really worth worth it? Could I get something for less money that actually does more? Because my belief now is that Mac and Apple aren't really 
giving me anything different, and yet their price tag keeps climbing. Well, it keeps climbing because now everybody has one and everybody's buying one, even though they're not questioning the value. It's just kind of a, a status thing. Well, that's enough reason for this girl to jump ship. So I buy a Google Pixel book, which is an amazing engine. It's beautiful. It's sleek. It was much much, much, much more cost effective. And it does all the things that I want it to do. There are a couple things that I'm not used to just switching from Apple interface over to kind of Android PC type interface. But Google, you got this thing figured out. I am here for you. Whatever you need from me, I'm here. Okay. I can't wait to buy a Google Pixel phone. I'm just trying to figure out if I want to do that on Google's phone network or if I want to do that on my current phone network. But I am here for you and I will continue to support and buy all things Google. I love this Pixel book, but it was hard to make that switch because for such a long time, we've just known, we've just known MacBook as kind of the mecca. So I venture down and buy this and it's a beautiful, wonderful machine. Um, I can't say enough things. Google, you're the best. So <laughs> I don't even know how we went down this to this place, but here we are. Um, I can't I can't say enough about how strong you have to be to go on an adventure like this. And I keep talking about my journey and my adventure. And eventually, once I feel more confident in this place, I will probably share those things with you. But this journey that I'm on, which is just kind of following my feet and my true vision for what my life would be, is shockingly unfolding in front of me. And even at that, and I talk about how it aligns, that doesn't mean that you're successful right away. And that's hard because the whole world is set up for you to think think that that's how it's going to work. And it doesn't work that way. And in my mind, I'm not creating one business or one idea or one proposal. Like it's multiple. I heard the term for the first time the other day. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, if I could write that on my um, copy line, that would be amazing. And this term was serial entrepreneur. It's like for people who have just ideas, like, what do you do with them? What do you, how do you not just let them overcome you and leave? You know, like, I have all of these crazy ideas. And that's always how I pitch them. When I talk to people about them. <laughs> Which if you're one of those people and you do listen, bless your soul because you are the good people of the world. And I always pitch it as, if you've heard this before, so I have this crazy idea. 
and then my eyes get big. And if you've had one of these sessions with me in person, you'll remember what my face looks like when this happens. So I have this crazy idea. And people be like, yeah, I can tell because you are looking a little crazy right now. That's okay. Um, <laughs> but then I'll like go through this idea and I'm looking for just like a response of, yeah, huh, I'm not seeing it that way, but yeah. And then I kind of mule it off and I go through the things and then I wait for a response, but I'm not sure I'm even waiting for a response from you. I'm just waiting for like my own energy to go and shift and start moving on this. And the hard part is even if you're moving, you aren't always going to be gaining traction, right? Or the traction that you're envisioning. And and it could come and go day to day. And so we have to start setting ourselves up for moving towards those energy sources, not moving towards those things that are going to give you short spurts of energy. Those are great, right? Social media likes and shares and blah, blah, blah are great because they're little sparks of energy to keep you moving forward. And they're little signs of life for you. Uh, but you can't base your success off of that from day one, because it's going to look smaller than what the what the gauge of success is, right? It's it's not going to be sold out shows tomorrow. It's not. It's not going to be. It's not going to be a hundred likes and shares tomorrow. It just isn't building an authentic audience who appreciates what you have have to say takes time because you might have to hit people over the head with it multiple times. And the reality is there are algorithms and things that might even make that almost impossible, but that doesn't mean that you stop, right? And what I found is kind of the more that I'm posting true content that's true to my life, the more visitors that I get they don't always like but I can see that people are looking at it more people than were before because it's just content now I'm still not hitting with an audience but I'm talking about things that are true to me and true to my life and I'm not making up a story based on what's trending or what's popular right now I'm I'm making my content fit me and my life and that's authentic content to me and I can keep putting that out. It's not exhausting because it's literally just what's going on in my life. So we just keep moving through this moment and it's hard to not be distracted and I have been for the last couple of days like, man, I don't know. Do people even like this? Is this even worth continuing on? I don't know. And then I get these authentic moments with people where they do appreciate that I do this work. And I can't thank you enough for that. If you are a listener who's had one of these moments with me, I, I appreciate you so much because it's hard. It's so hard to just keep moving when there isn't really a gauge, a real gauge of success. When you aren't 
necessarily doing something that's going to make you money today, right? When you aren't necessarily doing something that doesn't have clear sight lines to a money-making venture because, yeah, dude, that's how we're set up with life. Good luck avoiding that. That's literally how this entire country was built. And good luck not having 10 people drop into your inbox trying to find a way to make money off of what you're doing, right? I can't even tell you how many people want to coach me through this moment, which is a beautiful thing. Those people, they have a beautiful call to life and they want to help bring it out in you so you don't stop yourself. That's so beautiful. I hope to be able to invest in that someday. I'm not there yet, but I'm also not really willing for my purpose to become transactional, right? Like I'm not there yet with where I'm trying to go. I don't want to be a way for you to make money. If you want to connect with me and you want to talk with me about what's going on, I hope that that's an authentic quest, and not a way to monetize another relationship. I want more people to start connecting with people that make sense, not just with people who are going to make sense in a money fashion, right? (laughs) Make sense, S-E-N-S-E, or make sense, C-E-N-S-E. T-S. Ha! Play on words. It doesn't make as much sense when I'm saying it. (laughs) But when I just spelled it, and I hope that I spelled things right, there's a chance that I didn't because trust. This girl is... How did someone... Someone in a meeting the other day said this, and I could have hugged her for it. She said, I can edit for content, but my... My editing, I think that commas are optional, so trust that you don't want me editing for um, anything but content. And I'm like, here for that comment, yes, yes, right? Beautiful worlds are built of people who can sit and do that work. That is not mine to do, trust. Okay, if you feel personally victimized by me and my inability to edit well and clearly, please stop listening and following. Trust that it's going to happen. This is a one-man show, and I do not specialize in that, so I apologize. Someday, I hope to clean it all up for you, and I hope... When that happens, you can come back because it's clean and edited and beautiful. When it's perfect, you can sign up for that. The mess of what this is, is just that. It's a mess right now. It's okay. I'm just following this. It's never going to be perfect. Or I hope it won't ever be, right? Because then we're going to all end up like Apple. We're going to be like, you know what? We're good here, right? We got plenty of people following this. We have so many people buying these products. 
We don't need to keep trying to figure out how to make it better. People buy it either way. People stand in line for hours and days, even when we don't do anything that much different, right? Because it's just cool now. And when you get in those moments, you just kind of stop trying because you don't have to, right? I want to I wanna fuel companies that want to keep trying, that want to keep looking at it different because not because they have to. Trust, Google does not need more sources of income. They're good, right? But they're still trying to figure out how to make it better, not because it needs to be better, not because it's a new way to make money, because they just honestly want to do better for the world, to change the world, to do it different, to keep looking at it different. How can we do this? How can we do that? And what does it look like? Right? I don't want you to get to a place where you're just good here. You know, I don't, well, I have a hundred followers and, and a hundred of those followers like everything. And so I'm good here, which is fine. Consistency is good. Feeling confident and comfortable is good, but I want you to keep getting better. I had, I had someone <laughs> comment the other day and by someone, I mean my mother. And what she said was this, you're never satisfied. And she was trying to say it as, as something that would deeply offend me. And I remember thinking, huh, yeah, I'm not. And I remember feeling like, oh, I think she said that to, to make me feel, to hurt my feelings. But it didn't. I was like, dude, I know. Like, I can't even make anything the same when I'm doing a recipe unless it got like five stars, seven high fives, and everybody ate so much that they couldn't breathe of it because it was so good. I won't even go back to a recipe if it's not on that level, which is why I don't cook often. Um, But yeah, I don't. And I'm not offended by that. I'm inspired by that. You are absolutely right. I I don't ever settle. I can't. I'm always changing. I'm always trying to figure out what's next, what's new, what's up and coming. I don't settle. I'm not offended by that. I'm inspired by that. I don't settle and neither should all of you. Keep going. Keep pushing. It's not going to feel and look like 200 likes tomorrow, 2,000, 20,000, whatever you're going after. But don't settle for what feels comfortable. Keep pushing past. And I promise I'm going to get there with myself and what this looks like. And I want to go there with you. I am sorry that I didn't come at you today with my mentors part two. I'll probably get to that eventually this week. But today, this message was just on my heart and soul. I couldn't even avoid it if I wanted to. So we'll get to the second part of mentors today. This was just heart work. So thank you for staying with me regardless of my proposed schedule for myself.